Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by Bree Frazier and Brian Denny, who will share what they are doing to get their outstanding results in business and the value they get out of being on a team. Now, let's hear from Jeff, Bree, and Brian. I got a call, I had a missed call from a 231 number and uh, the for sale by owner called me back and asked when I could come out. No. Sometimes that happens. That did not happen in this case. <laughs> I had the other for sale by owner ready to go. You know, maybe we'll call that one tomorrow. Okay. So as I mentioned, every time we put together lists of speakers and panelists, I'm always looking at strengths and weaknesses and the needs of the industry and people that are succeeding in certain areas that I believe are areas that we need to be focusing on. And we made the commitment moving forward at our events that we will have a panel, at least one of the days, because we do three full days and a half day, which of course, hopefully, many of you can stick around for the masterminds, because if you're wondering, man, I get all this information, now what? Well, that's why we do masterminds on the very last day. We talk about implementation strategies. Now, I know that there's a certain percentage of you that have to leave you know, Wednesday night or Thursday morning, and so just keep that in mind for future events. The masterminds are all designed to around, they're all topic specific, and they're all designed to take what you've learned and what you've wrote in your workbooks or in your laptop and talk implementation amongst people that are succeeding with it. And so that's what we're going to be doing on Thursday. But before we get to that, our commitment, which I mentioned, we started this at the summit in Orlando, and we will continue to do this, is each event we're going to have one panel of top performing agents on teams. And the reason for that is because I believe there are a lot of talent, there is a lot of a talent on real estate teams today that don't get the recognition that they deserve. And it's amazing what we're seeing take place in the industry, the teams are almost behaving like brokerages, brokerages are starting to behave like teams. And so there will be a day where you're, you're with a brokerage or a team, it's like the same thing. Because they're all starting to act and behave like one another. We talked a lot about that at our event in lead up for our leaders and, and brokers. And so this particular panel all has a different sets of skills. You're going to hear different variations in terms of ways of getting business, ways of doing business. And whether you're on a team or not or leading a team, I hope that you would look at this group and say, man, I would love for one of my agents to be up there one day if you're leading a team. And if you're succeeding on a team, I hope one day we can identify you and you can be up here sharing your story as well. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming our top agent panel to the stage. Jonah, Jennifer, Brian, and Bree. Come on out, guys. Come on, let's hear it for them. Come on. So, Bree, we'll start with you. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in the business, uh, what your production is going to look like this year, and then we'll have a conversation about what you're doing. So, I started in the business in July of 2018. July of 2018, so about four years. Mm-hmm. And you're from where? I'm from Indianapolis, sorry. All right, um, that's so all right. So, Bree Frazier, I'm from Indianapolis mm-hmm. um, and all the surrounding suburbs of that area. Awesome. And so in four years, you will close this year about how many units? I will close over 60 units this year for over 15 million in volume. Awesome. That's huge in four years. And last year, you had a little bit of a setback in production. Tell us about that. It's actually really painful for me. Um, I closed 38 units last year for 9.7 million And that was because I didn't work pretty much all year. I had a baby in April. Mm -hmm. So by April, I had already pended and closed over 20 units. 
My goal was to get as much done as I could before my baby got here, and yep. then... One of our coaches, JoLynn, is the same thing. She's pending as much as she can right now. Yeah, yeah, and JoLynn actually helped me through that process. Yep. I would say Kate Simon also did. Yep. Um, so, yeah, close 38 units for almost 10 million, and... Had a baby, so. Awesome. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, of course, when people are on stages and they say how many units they're doing, the next question people have is, where is your business coming from? So, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about your top sources. Um, my business has always been focused on my sphere. Mm -hmm. um, when I very first started, I got a really great coach who yep. had me focusing on, um, like, my social media, basically. Yep. I was... What's 31 minus 4? 27 years old. Um, <laughs> like yep. 26, 27 when I started. So a lot of my friends were in that first-time home buying stage. I was yep. able to connect with them a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm mostly sphere and referral-based. Yeah, and, and you spend a lot of time staying in front of your sphere early on in the business through social media. Yeah. And yep. so what, what kind of things did you do to, to stay in front of them? By the way, so you treated... Social media as a database, which I love yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Our yep. social media is a database, so when yep. you say that, it makes sense. Yep. Um, so really just, I mean, I started my business doing four open houses every weekend, so I would post about those open houses nonstop. Wait a minute. Four every any, weekend? Every weekend I would do. Do you guys have four weekend days in Indiana? Because <laughs> we only have two here. How do you how do, you do four I every weekend? I would do 11 to 1 and 3 to 5, or um, 12 to 2 and 3 to 5. 11 to 1, 3 to 5, or 12 to 2, and 3 to 5. Mm -hmm. You started with four open houses per weekend. Yeah. Awesome. That's big. I mean, when you don't have business, what, what, what else, else do you, you have, have to do? do? That's right. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that, and then I would post about it, made mm -hmm. people think that I So, was yeah, doing you had things. a lot of natural social media content, mm -hmm. right? Because every, first of all, you're appearing to be a hard worker, which mm -hmm. that's good in itself, mm -hmm. but you have these great houses that you can show off, or maybe not so great houses, but it's still good for content. You yeah. know, I tell our agents all the time. Why are you sharing the weirdest things on Snapchat when you should be sharing that on Instagram, right? Because they don't want to share the weird stuff. No, you should be sharing yeah. the weird stuff because that's going to get a lot of clicks. That's mm -hmm. going to get a lot of views. Yeah. So you had a lot of natural built-in content there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then so fast forward to, you know, obviously keeping an open house routine going, mm -hmm. building your reputation amongst your sphere, because that's a quick way, you know, for a brand new agent, wouldn't you suggest that... That's a great way to build a reputation because you're constantly in homes and showing off homes. With the open houses? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, even previewing homes, I know we've got agents in our market who have increased their average sales price just by previewing homes and making it look like they're selling those homes. Wow. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. and that's good content again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in addition to your sphere of influence and um, past clients, you also are pretty successful with Zillow. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so we get Zillow leads that come in um, through the team. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, right now I have them turned off. I've had them turned off the last couple weeks because I've been really busy with my sphere and referrals. Yep. Um, but as we're going through the spring season, April, May, June, July, mm -hmm. I probably met with 20 people. Wow. Um, I, or got 20 calls, met with nine people, closed at least three of them. Wow. Okay. I mean, each month. Yeah, right. Yeah. So how, how are you having success when you look at, and you're not calling anybody out, you're not mentioning any other names, but when you look at the other agents on your team or other teams in your market or other teams in the office, what are you doing differently to have the conversion with Zillow that others aren't? Um, well, one, somebody said this the other day, maybe yesterday, I guess, um, answer your phone. Yep. So one thing that was happening for me is I would be in my appointments and missing all of the calls. So I recently made a new hire, and she gets all of those calls now, so she gets to qualify those leads that come in. Yep. So you're, you're having someone essentially pre-screen, pre-scrub, pre-call, and mm -hmm. try to set appointments for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that way when you're out on appointments, you, you don't miss a call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Got I'm it. never missing calls anymore. Or even when I'm home with my kid, yep. my phone's... I never have my ringer on, which is probably awful, but sure. um, I'm never missing those calls anymore is Got ultimately it. what it is. Yep. Um, so she gets that initial call. She sets the appointment. She sends an initial email that says, hey, this is who I am. You're going to reach out to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But don't you have to pay this portion, this person a portion of your commission? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that because mm -hmm. a lot of agents think, well, yeah, but I, you know, I'm already on a split. Now I've got to pay a little bit more. What, what would you say to that agent? Well, 
your time is money yep is number one yep but also when you're closing 60 units a year mm -hmm. five percent ten percent really doesn't make yeah, a difference correct i mean right. that's how you reach that volume even that's if, right even if it was 20 percent if you go mm -hmm. from 38 units for 35 units to 60 I'm pretty sure your net's still going to be higher and you're getting more of your time back. That, and I think the really big thing that people don't realize is if I'm getting, I think in the past I've closed at least 20 Zillow leads a year because my other sources, whatever, but yep. that's 20 people that I now get to connect with, stay in connection with, and get referrals from. Yep. So, sure, I'm paying some to this person I've hired, but like... Yep. I'm meeting more people, I'm getting more Future referrals. business. Yeah. Yep. yep. One of the things we talked about on, on your prep call was your Zillow conversion. You know the industry average is like 2 to 3%. Mm -hmm. And good teams get to 5 or 6%. Mm -hmm. You're at 11%. Mm -hmm. And that's big, right? So yeah, that means that's it's per a, month. Yeah, per yeah. month. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically one out of every 10 leads is converting to a sale. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so aside from always answering your phone and having someone now help you with that, what else is helping you with that conversion? Um, so I was saying she takes the call. She sends her initial email. Some people will send a text message. Um, and then I send an intro email that says, hey, I'm Bree. I'm a stranger to you. You don't know anything about me. So here's a little bit. Um, this is where I live. I have a family, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that way they feel like they know me. Yep. And I also go ahead and get information from the showings that we're going to. So um, in order to, in an effort to be as prepared as possible, um, here's some information. I tell them the age of the roof and all those other questions they always ask you, right? Yep. Um, and then there's another piece of that in my brain just went somewhere else. That's all right. It happens um, to me all the time. You just start talking about something else. Oh, I always send the comps, too, and a big part of that is so that I can say, when you decide to write an offer, yep. this will help. Yeah, love that. That's, and that's a, another reason to matters. touch. Language yeah. matters. Yeah. So talk to us about, you said language matters. Obviously, at that level of conversion, you also have to be pretty darn good with your scripts. Have you gone through, like, training on this? Or what, where, I mean, did you practice in role play? What was your method of getting good at what to say? So my team lead it was my first coach, and our very first coaching call, he had me read the book, Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't read that, it's a really great book mm -hmm. um, about negotiating. So yep. I re really just reading those things, we had to do some role playing on our team, mm -hmm. and you just learn, you learn the language as you go, I yeah. think. And would you say your, your calls sound pretty, you know, comfortable, relaxed? I mean, it's not, like, super intense. I mean, I would imagine that people are probably pretty friendly to you. Yeah. I actually just had a lender the other day be like, are you always this calm? And I'm like, yeah. not actually in my brain, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yep. And are you closing for an appointment as fast as possible, or are mm -hmm. you going through the process of, well, we got to do a buyer consultation first, got to get you pre-approved? What does that sound like or look like? Um... So it really depends, I think, on the person who's calling. I think you can really kind of vet the yep. conversation, who's yep. experienced in that. Um, if I have to do a buyer consult at the first appointment, then I'll do it yeah. there. Yep. Or I go on the first appointment and then set the buyer consult from there. Yep. I don't write an offer until we've had a buyer consultation, especially if it's a first-time home buyer. Got it. That might mean doing a Zoom call as I'm filling out the offer to go through it. Sure. Um, it's a legal process. I always make sure that's known, yep. things like that. Awesome. And so um, you, you are of the opinion, set the appointment first, and then go back and research, get them pre-approved, have the conversation at the buyer at the first showing well, maybe. I mean, it really depends. So that's one case. You might get a first-time home buyer that calls in, and they have a bunch of questions, and you're like, hey, let's do this. Let's yep. meet first. Yep. We're, I'm going to connect you with this lender. Mm -hmm. um, that's another part of the process. Um, Amber is my person. Um, she sends that in her initial email. Here's some lenders we recommend, blah, blah, yep. blah. Um, so we have them connect there. We do a buyer console, and then we go to the house. It really just depends. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So talk to me about your, um, you're, you're not the only one showing homes, right? You have well, a showing, do you use, what's your showing agent model? I had a showing agent model. Mm -hmm. um, I, when I came back to my team, I kind of gave that up. Um, mm -hmm. But when I was on my own last year having my baby, I did have a showing agent. So 
my showing agent was almost like I think some people would describe a buyer's agent. Yeah. Um, they would go on the buyer consultation with me. They were involved from the beginning to the mm -hmm. end. They were the ones who set up the search. They were the first yep. contact. I was, I call it the doctor and the nurse. Yeah. I was not involved at all until they were ready to write an offer. Got it. So you're, you're, you were you know, generating the lead and mm -hmm. flipping it to a showing agent, mm -hmm. and then you're back involved when they're ready to write an offer. Yep. I and mean, I would do the buyer consultation, but yeah. Sure, yeah. So generate or follow up on the lead, convert the lead, buyer consultation, flip it to a showing agent. How do you do the pass-off without the clients feeling like they're getting a disservice? That's part of bringing them to the consultation with me, mm -hmm. um, just letting them know, hey, this is... This is the best way to make sure that we aren't missing out on any opportunities. Yep. As you know, I'm out here doing this all the time. Yep. Um, so she's going to be your first contact. She's always ready to answer the phone. Great. You mentioned um, you left your team, went on your own, and then came back. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, when I found out I was pregnant, I, I mean, that was in August of 2020. I'd already sold 50 homes. Mm -hmm. And 50 homes by August is a lot. Yep. So... I found out I was pregnant and I was just kind of like, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. I cannot keep at this level and I was just kind of freaked out. So it was a very help, heartfelt goodbye. Mm -hmm. I cried really hard with my, my leader, um, went out on my own and just realized that when you're producing at this level, it's really hard to find a circle like what I had. Yeah. There just aren't a lot of agents producing at that level, and I don't ever want to feel like the smartest person in the room. Yep. So um, Eric was somebody that I stayed in touch with all the time yeah. um, while I was on my own, and so it was a really easy call back. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of agents, and you know, there's maybe a handful in the room, um, leave teams, and, and they maybe regret it. Mm -hmm. And they're embarrassed to go back. So that obviously took a lot for you to be able to say, no, 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 I'm, 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 I, I know what I was missing, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, the relationship never died. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I cried really, really hard. Yeah. I think he cried, but he wouldn't actually show yeah. it. He didn't <laughs> want to let me go. Sure. Um, and so we kept that relationship, and just, you know, it's kind of lonely out there when you're on your own, you miss yeah. your family, and yeah. he's kind of like a big brother to me, so yep. it just made sense. Awesome. Uh, one of the things you talked about in our call was your 20 contact model to the database. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so my team has a model. It's called Win the Day. What's it's it called? Win the Day. Win the Day. So every day we um, were expected, or we used to be expected, to make 20 contacts. 20 contacts. Add to the database. Add to the database. Set an appointment. Make Set a social media post, spend an hour on lead follow-up, an hour on um, lead gen, I guess. Yep. Lead and so if evolved. you did all of those things, you won the day. And we actually had to fill out a Google form every single day. Wow. That's um, good. I like that. I don't like following structure at all, so I actually would like sometimes purposely not fill out the form. But that's <laughs> besides the point. Um, so, yeah, we would yeah. show up in the office. We knew we had to make our 20 contacts. Yep. and. That's just what we did. Yeah. Well, it's similar to in our, our planner at the bottom of every day. It has mm -hmm. contacts made, appointments set, appointments mm -hmm. gone on, contract signed, add to database. Mm -hmm. And what were the other ones that are outside of that? Um, an hour of lead follow-up. An hour of lead follow-up. Hour of lead gen. Hour of lead gen. Um, social media post. A social media post. And then plus the rest, I think. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So um, last question I have. I know that you spent some time working with JoLynn, our coach. Mm -hmm. Our one coach who can't be with us because she's on maternity I leave. Know, and I'm so sad any day it. now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to work on getting her here, but I said Traverse City had great hospitals on research. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that didn't work. That didn't work. So what would you say was one thing you really got out of that experience in working with JoLynn? Um, well I think there's a couple parts to that. Um, JoLynn, so when I, I we've already said I went out on my own. I knew immediately that I still had to have a person. I needed some type of coach or leader figure to hold me accountable, and yeah. Joe Lynn was that person for me. So it was kind yeah. of like having a partner in my business, even though it was just my business. Yeah. Um, the other part of that is she actually really helped me to implement some more systems. Mm -hmm. um, I've got some communication processes that I follow with my clients yep. and some events that yep. I now do. Yep. Um, so she really helped me to create those systems and stick to them. 
One thing I find with solo agents is because the brokerage model, quite honestly, is so broken today because it's a quantity model, right? You have to have massive agents the in order for the brokerages to be profitable. The challenge with that is the brokers don't have as much time and attention for you as they used to. And so coaching companies like ours mm -hmm. are successful because we kind of fill that void. We fill that gap. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, hey, that, that's the industry we're in. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah. I would imagine that a lot of agents that are solo agents in a big brokerage are looking for some form of structure. Give me somebody to talk to every week and mm -hmm. someone that can guide me and hold me accountable. And that was helpful to you during that time when you were on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also helpful. Like, I had a coach when I was on the team, too. Yeah. I, I had weekly calls with my leader yep. and weekly calls with my coach. You've yes. got to, that's part of growing. I think I heard somebody else say that maybe in the Coffee with Coaches this morning. Mm -hmm. um, you're just always evolving. You yep. always need somebody else. And if you don't, then I just, like, what are you doing? Are you leveling out? Yep. Love that. Awesome. Let's hear it for her. Nice job. Great. Thank you. Okay. Brian, welcome. Tell us a little bit, bit about yourself, sir. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm in San Diego. I am a senior sales agent on a team. I work both sellers and buyers. Been on the team for, been in the business 15 years and approaching this team with about nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, sold 97 units last year for 110 million in volume. That's awesome. Let's hear it for that. That's a good number. That's a good number. Obviously, we all would like a San Diego sales price at that level. So um, talk to us a little bit about, I know you work both buyers and sellers, and you're also leading agents on the team as well, so that's taking up some of your time. But talk to me about why you think you've been more successful on your team than some of your other agents. What is it that you're doing differently? Uh, I wish I had a sexy answer for this, mm -hmm. but I don't. It's, it's just truly not allowing my calendar to control me and having control of it. Yep. And just controlling four hours out of my day and whatever happens thereafter. Um, you know, the day is my oyster. I can do whatever I want, go to yep. appointments. Um, but controlling the productivity in my first four hours of the day. So and talk a way to us. set up that day. Yep. Yeah. So I love that. So the first four hours are untouchable. You got to control that. Everything else will happen after that. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's so sacred. In fact, today I got a, a message from my team. Brian, are you okay? Because I was in the office. Yeah. And that's like the best compliment I could possibly get. Um, but my day, it, it, it starts out where I, I start a workout. I, I read because it's a tough thing for me to do every day. So mm -hmm. I try to get it done quickly. And mm -hmm. I journal. Um, I talk about my gratefuls, I just list three things different every day, it gets me in the right mindset to focus subconsciously on yep. the positives in the day. Yep. Uh, my calendar literally says when I'm eating breakfast and when I'm playing with my kids for 15 minutes before I'm in my car, on the way to the office, um, everything. And I do it specifically because we have inside sales at our team and they need to know where I am yeah. and they can trust my calendar, so where I am, and what says is it what says in my calendar stays true. Yep. So it's important. I actually helps me have a healthy relationship with them for that reason. Yeah. Um, and then I'm in the office, and then I start. I have two versions of a, what I call a power hour, which are prospecting. Yep. And I've been doing this for nine years. Um, that's a big part of why it's it's led me where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, it literally says sacred in my calendar when I touch it. Yep. Uh, then jump into a team huddle for 15 minutes to talk about stucks that might get in the way for the day. Mm -hmm. I run our role play. So our role play is something I do every day. Um, that's incredibly important. Um, yes. Constantly trying to understand the narrative in this marketplace we're in and yeah. stories that tell and how to respond and all those objections. It also gives me social media content, which is also listed in my morning as well. Yep. Um, but there's just a lot out of there. So I, I run those. We have two days in person. Yep. and three days um, on Zoom. So when you're prospecting, I know we talked about your sources of prospecting. One of them was internet leads, and you worked the pond. Tell yeah. us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, no, ponds are, we go fishing on our pond. So we have a few different versions of it. Um, the first version is if you participated in what we call a grand opening, it's our open house, mm -hmm. you can go fishing in the pond. So you get three days to try to convert that lead, and mm -hmm. if you don't, uh, they all are part of a massive pond that we're all fishing in and we're calling every morning. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, internet leads that we, it's just, that's just a fishing pond. One's called an open house pond. This one's fishing pond. Yep. And we're basically 
tackling any Zillow leads, any internet leads, yep. any realtor.com leads, anything that just came in. So yeah. we're hitting those hard. Um, and that's, that's structured in the morning. But yes. what about if you get a Zillow call at 2.30 in the afternoon? Are you taking it? Is someone grabbing it for you? How does that work with you and your team? Yeah, so the way we have it, we sign up. So everyone's pegged for certain hours of the day. Um, we have safety net behind, uh, underneath our feet. So between ISA, uh, someone's there to answer the call. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, if you're not answering the call, for the exception of being on another Zillow call, then, yep. then, uh, then there's no excuse. So can you talk to me about how you guys work your internet leads? I mean, obviously, you have a pretty structured and persistent, aggressive process. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we're very much about being prompt. It was funny to see some of the stuff Jay put up there, but like, yeah. I thought it was comical because being prompt with the lead, you know, and how quickly you get back, we have a rule that we're going to be responsive in the first, uh, if not minute, two minutes. Yeah. Um, and we're just hitting those up, and we're using a lot of video. We're using a lot of phone calls. We aren't giving up on a lead. Fifteen attempts. In fact. Uh, we, we love the, the 15 attempts because in order we're getting closer to getting somebody to pick up the phone. Yeah. So well, We talked yesterday about our 3 by 3 by 3 rule gets you nine attempts. So 15 is like a lot yeah, more Yeah, I that. mean, some of my success comes in the 20s. Yeah. I don't give up. And mm -hmm. I just continue to, to pound that. I do have a dial list that I work off of. Mm -hmm. um, regarding my morning routine and what I just mentioned, I also have an evening routine, which I find is just very important for me um, Hit the reset button every, every day and getting prepared for the next day. Yeah. And that's when I figure out what I am going to be in, um, which also leads to another uh, video power hour that I do as well. Yep. So. Yep. Love that. So talk to us about uh, <clears throat> how you guys use video in your follow-up. Yeah. Um, video is instrumental. I'm constantly using stories, narratives that I'm hearing, um, just telling, telling wins in the market. And it's mm -hmm. obviously, it's turning from buyers to sellers right now, and there's still wins for both. So um, using that to get in deeper conversation uh, for a while back, well, beginning of COVID is when I really, really implemented video mm -hmm. and just being more of a person who, you know, comes from a place of care. Yep. There was no agenda driven and that's just something that I've been doing since day one of that. Yep. Um, and with that, the other thing is um, we used to do CMAs, uh, seller CMAs, letting them know, hey, I just sent you a market update. Let me know when you're free. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to jump on and walk you through this. Mm -hmm. now, I flipped that now recently, and I'm now doing that for buyers and big deals that they're getting on discounts and uh, making them feel like there's some win out there. So smart. That's it's been working well. Yep, yeah, that's smart. Now I know you do quite a bit of buyer business. Uh, you're not showing any homes though, are you? I I am showing a home right now. Yep. In San Diego. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How's that happening? You're here yeah, in Traverse City. Yeah. No. Um, uh, and I did yesterday as well. I, I have leverage with showing partners. Um, okay. So I've been using that model for seven, a little over seven years. Yep. And it's been instrumental. Um, yeah, you can't do that many of units without no, having and, someone help you with showings. And it's funny because <laughs> early in my career, and I came from a place where I was just in a dark place financially, like getting out of a place I was with commercial real estate, transitioning into residential. And I was always like, I need, I need money, I need money, I need money. And there's been some objections around that, mm -hmm. um, some mindset issues at first. Um, but then as I grew into, you know, the last, call it seven years, it's, it's, it's time. I have a family. Yep. Time, yep. time, time, time. Yep. Showing, my showing partner, I call them partners, um, just helps with introductions and everything of that nature, is a big part that allows me to conquer both yeah. time and money. Yeah. So. so let's talk about showing partner when you say helps with introduction. Obviously, just what we talked about with Bree. Um, how does a client not feel like they're being passed off to somebody? Because they feel like I'm still part of the showing. Mm -hmm. um, the introduction's so big because I, I don't, sometimes we just get in these like word vomit conversations when we're just sitting there and we're trying to explain who this person is who's opening up. I don't, I don't yeah. deal with any of that. Yep. It's just a simple introduction of this is, you know, one of my showing partners is Miguel. Miguel and I are going to be uh, are working on. Yeah. I'm going to be scheduling all the homes. Miguel's going to get everything coordinated. You're going to hear from him. Yep. We're going to get to you in the house. So it's just that's it. That's how we work. I it's don't get yeah. lost in the explanation of anything. Don't complicate it. Yeah. yeah, I just I found that that does complicate it. And yeah. um, every now and then I get a couple people, but I show up for one showing. Yeah. I let Miguel do his thing. Yep. And then I just step back. So you do attend the first showing. 
If I need to, yes. Yep. And that's, I mean, maybe 10%, 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what would you say to the agent who's thinking like, man, I'm already on, I already got a split. Now I got to share it with a showing partner. What are your thoughts on that? First year I was in the business, I didn't have one. I was 24 sides. Second year I was 36 sides, implemented, jumped to 48, and I've been hitting 65, 70, 80, 100. 100. Yeah. That's, that's S- where Since it's you've added it. Since I've implemented the showing. So partner. it costs you money per deal, but your net increased. Yeah. I had an objection. I was like, I, why, no? And then I did some trial and error and... It just kind of led me down that path, and I haven't looked back. Last year, I showed, I didn't have a showing partner of the 97 sides. I did two times. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't openly, I didn't see every yeah. single home, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've been pushing the showing agent model for probably the last five, six years easily. I know we've been using it since maybe 2011. Um, talk to me about your, your buyer consult strategy. You mentioned something to me on the phone about the five things. Yeah, so... I'm a big believer in, I have to be accountable to my, my clients that I'm working with. So, um, I'd like them to share that back with me. So I keep them accountable. So at the end of every, at the, every, uh, consultation, after we agree to work with one another, um, I let them know that I'm going to be sending an email listing the top five things they say they need to have in a home. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to send you an email. I want you to reply back to me. I want you to let me know. Yes. These are the things I want in a home. There's going to be no reason why I will not move forward if, they have, if it has this, um, these amenities in the home. Give this to my showing partner. They go to a home. It has all five things. By the way, I know it does because I've selected all the homes that I'm having them show. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for them to say, no, I'm not writing an offer. So I get them committed. Now, over time, sometimes people don't understand. And it's part of self-discovery, what they yep. like and what they don't like. Yep. Or their five things change. And we send them a new email verifying it, ask them to send me one back, and we just keep them down that path. So it's just just an expectation, and we're going to work together, and I'm going to fight to find you this, a house that has these five things, with the understanding you're at least going to attempt to buy it. Yes. Now, things change, there's variables, but like as far as what they're looking for, that keeps them completely on the path of where they need to go. Uh, They're not their own worst enemy, and um, it just helps with conversion. Yeah. So Good. One of the things you mentioned to me on the phone, uh, because obviously agents, we've heard this for years, you know, you got to do your power hour in the morning, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever. You guys do a video power hour. Yeah, so I implemented this um, recently, and it's, it's something so sacred. I love it. I actually just start with Facebook. I jump on Facebook, um, and I wish everybody a happy birthday in my, mm-hmm. in my um, contacts. Yep. And that gets me going. It gets the juices going. And yeah. then I jump to another video. So and it's just a short, uh, uh, personalized video. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, thinking of you today, wishing you nothing but the best, and I know this year is going to be special for you. I'm here if you ever need anything. Are That's they, um, is, is it recorded once and you're just dropping it to everybody, or you, you know actually what? use their name in it? Yeah, I, I do use their name, and I'm very, I can like, I have 10 of them. I did this morning. It takes mm-hmm. me no time, mm-hmm. less than a couple minutes, um, if that, because most people are like getting ready to get ready, and I'm mm-hmm. just... I don't care if my hair is disheveled or whatever it is. It's more about the personal message. So I've just kind of bought into that. So um, video messages through text, through Facebook, through Instagram. What, what method yeah, do you I use? Yeah, I use uh, Facebook Messenger for that. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done with those videos, I jump into um, people that I've met at an open, that, at an open house or someone that I've, uh, I've been nurturing for quite a while. Yep. I, that's when I'm also telling those stories, wins that buyers are having or sellers are having. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go through that and then the, the biggest, the biggest video that I do that's impacted my business over the course of the last couple of years, I send videos to agents. I send videos to agents and it's just basically, Jeff, it was, it was awesome doing that deal with you on 123 Main Street and yep. there's a way for us to do more business together. It was, I mean, that was so easy. We got to yep. find a way to work together. Yeah. And I send the video. Tell me what you got going on in your business. Tell me what you, what I, I'll tell you what I got going on. Yep. And what happens is they let me know about these things that mm-hmm. are coming soon. And then I'm sending about a dozen of these emails. This is something I prepared the night before, so I know who I'm doing it to. And it's also agents that I've never even, that I almost closed a deal with. It's people yep. that I've written offers with. 
I'm sending one, one to one and the other to the other. And then someone's like, oh, do you have anything for this? I'm just paying it forward. I connect the two. Yeah. And what happens is magically is now I'm this liaison between everybody knowing about everything that's happening in the mm -hmm. marketplace. Mm -hmm. And that's just changed everything. Obviously helps you get more offers accepted too. Yeah. Uh, we got to help Brian out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. so Brian, last question I have for you is obviously I'm sure you get this probably daily as agents on teams do all the time that are successful. Man, you're doing so good. You could be keeping so much more of your commissions if you went out on your own. What's your response to that? Yes, um, I could. I have no, I, I have no desire to do that, and a lot of it is because of the transparency I have for my team. And what I mean by that, there's the curtains like wide open. I know exactly what the spend is. I know exactly what their marketing is. I know what salaries are. I know it all. And because we're so open with that, I want no part of that. <laughs> Openly, I just yeah. and I and I want to I want to yeah. sell. Like that's yep. that's where I enjoy yeah. spending my time. Um, I'm also the time versus money yep. thing is a big factor. Yeah. I have the leverage surrounded by me, whether it be yeah. showing yep. showing partners and executive assistants, yep. operations, marketing. Yeah. I I have all these. Beautiful things at your fingertips, me. and somebody Why else thought of it. it. Somebody else yeah. is managing it. And, yeah. And and the other thing is, I just I've never they've never failed me. My team's yeah. never failed me. I've never been out of leads. I've no, yeah. I have no reason to look yeah. on the other side. Um, higher split doesn't always mean higher net, right? No. Awesome. Let's hear it for Brian. Nice job. Yep. Good stuff. All right, Jonah. Realtor 30 under 30 in 2021, Realtor Magazine. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yep, let's hear it for you. That's good. That's impressive. Yep. Yep. You know, I tried to make that, and I never did. I never got selected for that, so. <laughs> well, first things first, I am a little nervous. This is my first speaking, so I figured I should get that out there. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm from Minneapolis. I'm with the Good Life Group, William and Sarah Hoffman. You can't miss them. Will is... Yeah the loudest guy in the room, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're, bit, you're with one of the best Remax brokerages in Minnesota as well. Very one of powerful. the most productive ones yep. in the country. Yep. Um, which helps a yep. lot. Yep. Um, and so um, you did how many units last year? What was your volume? So with referrals, about 37, a little yep. under 12 million. Yep. And this year you're on pace for? 22, um, 10 million, right, well, as of right now, year to date. You're on pace for, though, I believe, oh, I when we see. talk, probably 14, 15 million. Yeah, yeah I would your average say, price point. yep, 12 million. Um, the biggest change we made right now is I'm at 22 clients. I've already made what I made last year. Yeah. With less volume, less clients, mm -hmm. more time yep. for my family. Because so. you've increased your average price point. Yes. Yep. And we're going to talk about that for a second. Um, you also increased your uh, commissions. Yes, we did. We went a full percentage in a market where literally everybody was telling us it's so hard to get it done. Yeah. Uh, in a market when everyone's discounting, <laughs> you, rate, you rose it by 1%. Yes, uh, Will made the big push for this, and it was, it's, it was a scary jump. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie to you. Yep. Um, but it worked really well for us. It gave yep. us a lot of time back. I moved into listings yeah. primarily, mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, making more money, less work. Yeah, and uh, the justification for that was, and it's one of the reasons why we have them teaching the breakout, by the way, is your, your response was because we have a strong seller value proposition. Because I asked, well, how do you just make a decision to increase your, your commission? Well, you have to have something to justify that. Can you talk about your seller value prop? Yeah, I, was, I took a couple days to try to figure out how to quantify this. The truth is, I would say most of you are doing 90% of what we're doing already. Professional photography, aerials, drones, floor plans if you need it, 3D walkthroughs. Really, what drove us to do the full percentage jump is our delivery. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've been working on personally with Kate. Yep. Um, the delivery of how we will put a home on the market, how it's like to work for us. Yep. When we get to that net sheet and we're explaining commissions, nobody flinches. Mm -hmm. And if they do, they're not the right client for us. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's big. Getting good at presenting the actual value proposition. It's been a game changer. Yeah. So a lot of agents, team or not, have some type of value proposition or have something that they've built. Maybe it's been a while since they've updated it, but yours looks pretty good, the one you guys use, and you're saying that you guys actually practice present, getting good at presenting that versus it just being like, oh, yeah, here's what we're going to do to sell your house. Yeah, and really it starts at the top. You know, the pre-qualifying script is huge for us because mm -hmm. you want to make them feel like they are the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And once they like you, it's all about just connecting with them, yep. building rapport throughout the listing appointment. And once they like you, that number is just a number. They're going to know. They're going to trust you. Um, yeah. I started rambling. <laughs> awesome. No, that's all right. So um, one of the things I was really impressed by was your morning routine, which obviously we've been talking for years about own the morning, win the day. You know, you just heard from some of our panelists about that. And it's something we talk about a lot, having a strict morning schedule. Because mm -hmm. if you own the morning, everything else will just kind of fall into place. So tell us about your routine, especially in the morning. So shifting in the listings, my routine had to shift with me. I have a lot of nights off. Like, yeah. It's been pretty great. Yep. Um, you're, you're an employer now. <laughs> yeah. So I wake up at 3.45 in the morning. I have a personal trainer. At um, what time? 3.45. 3.45. That's still like the night time. What do you mean? <laughs> so I used to do 4.15, but I need to get to the gym by 5. Okay. And if I'm even one minute late, I'm doing burpees. I'm doing things I don't want to do. So Jonah, I, I bet a third of our audience went to bed at 3.45 last night. You're... <laughs> Thanks to our DJ over there. Um, you're waking up at 3.45. 3.45. I leave my house by 4.40. Okay. Um, I get to the gym. I do an hour strength training workout with mm -hmm. my personal trainer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a, I go down to the sauna. So I, I go to Lifetime Fitness. I go down mm -hmm. to the sauna for about a half an hour. Yep. Personal time, I listen to a Calm app. It's yeah. literally something that helps me meditate and yep. clear my mind. Yep. Um, then I do a cold shower. It really shocks your nervous system. You're awake. Um, no, I don't want to do it. I've done it every single day for two years now. Uh huh. And every time it's it makes you cringe. But if you get over that, sh if you get over that, you can accomplish anything throughout the day. If you yep. get over your workout, if you get get over the uncomfortable feeling of taking a cold shower. If you have something negative that hits you throughout the day, it, it's not going to be as bad as that 10-minute yeah. cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> like the for sale by owner who is a broker and he's already got it listed in the MLS, that's nothing. <laughs> nothing. So um, you're in the office by 8.30, and then what happens from there? Well, we do our morning call at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And what um, do you guys do on the morning call? We talk about our weekend, what we set, how many clients we got a hold of, mm -hmm. um, any questions that we have that we'll be talking about mm -hmm. collaboratively in the office. Yep. Um, but basically contracts, closings, clients, prospecting, calls. Okay. Uh, and then what happens after the call? So I get into the office between 8.30 and 9.00. Yep. Um, the first thing I do is I connect with our listing coordinator mm -hmm. to talk about upcoming listings. He's in the office with me, so we literally mm -hmm. just shoot it for 30 minutes. Sure. Um, after that, um, I usually have a meeting with Will, so he does accountability meetings with us on Mondays. Yep. Um, I do listing follow-ups, so this has been part of the big value proposition is most people don't have a plan. You are getting paid so much money to guide people through one of the most stressful times in their life mm -hmm. and not being able to tell them, hey, every Monday, if your house doesn't happen to sell this weekend, yep. you will be hearing from me by noon. If you want to have a video conference or a phone call, I'm free between this time and this time. Let mm -hmm. me know what works for you. Yep. And that listing follow-up is showings, feedbacks, anything that we've already talked about regarding strategies. So if we have to do a price reduction, we'll yep. touch base on that to see if um, they want to make the move now. Yep. yep. Um, and then after that, I take a walk. Okay. I usually do a mindset break, 15 yep. minute walk. Um, and then I do lead follow up. So anybody that I've gone on a listing appointment with, Kate's really taught me how to break down timelines. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is six months out, if somebody is less than a year out, if somebody is 
over a year out. Mm -hmm. Being able to understand and prioritize your leads yep. will really make your time efficient when you're prospecting yep. or following up. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that, that I thought was pretty fascinating is your circle prospecting methods. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. So I'm an analytical, uh -huh. so I guess I don't know how granular you want me to get. Um, I have thick skin. I don't have it when I'm calling expireds and cancels. I can't do it. If somebody tells me to get a real job, it, I have the patience of a two-year-old, and I can't, can't stand it. So I moved into circle prospecting with my very first listing, and it was so easy. It yeah. was literally the quickest paycheck I've ever made. Yeah. And I noticed that it brought me two transactions. <laughs> they have to move and they have a house to sell. Yep. So being a C, I wanted to be efficient with my time. We were also building a team, so a lot of my time went to our team. Um, and I selected this neighborhood. The price point is about, it's about average price point, a little mm -hmm. bit under. Yep, um, good. 200 townhomes in this community is about 25 minutes from my home. Probably good turnover in there. That's the next thing I was going to touch on. So I did do the math in a year-over-year -year basis, scaled it over five years, so 2017 year forward. And I noticed that the average every year is roughly 14 turnovers. Mm -hmm. So the reason why that's important is yep. when I don't feel like prospecting today or calling today, yep. I know that I might have nine other opportunities, and yep. I just need to get through these calls. Yes. I also realized <laughs> that the client I was working with he was making like a hundred grand mm -hmm. and he owned the house less than five years ago. Yep. So what are the chances there's 10 other people that bought in 2013 that are also sitting on a yes. hundred thousand dollars that need to move? That, that's 7% of the neighborhood, yep. right? We said earlier three to 5%. So you, you check that box, Yep. right? So 14, you just look at it as, all right, how many of the 14 am I going to get? I'm going to get at least one or two. How many of the 14 am I going to get? We, I, by the end of that one, I moved, so I'm moving my circle prospecting where I live. I owned about 60% of the market share by the time I was done. Um, so it turns out two transactions. It also, when it comes to townhomes in a first-time homebuyer's price point, they're going to move. Like logistically, they are gonna grow their family, they're gonna need a yard, they always hate the association. So it's inevitable that they're gonna move. Yeah. So why not maximize our time in that one neighborhood? And then the last piece I'll touch on is when you're running comps, and you can say, I sold this one, I sold this one, and I sold this one, yep. and they're the highest that's sold in that neighborhood, chances are they're gonna wanna work with us, not with the other guy that they're interviewing right after us. Bingo. Love that. Last question I have for you, same that I've asked the others, uh, especially getting the notoriety of being in Realtor Magazine and being promoted heavily, I'm sure you get us all the time. Hey, you could just do this on your own. Why do you stay on a team? What's your response to that? Culture. We have a really strong family culture. I mean, mm -hmm. if you haven't met William and Sarah, you should. Um, <laughs> we're like a big, happy family. We have productive conflict, so it's not always fun and games all the time, um, yep. but our culture is really strong and it's beyond just our paycheck. It's mm -hmm. customer experience, it's being involved, it's giving back. Holistically, it fits um, what I need and yeah. we work with a lot of driven, successful people. Yeah. So there's no need for us to move. Yep, makes sense. Let's hear it for her. Great job. Good stuff, Jonah. <laughs> it's been, we get to work with Will, William and Sarah's teams quite often. It's been really fun to watch you grow. So, thank you. good stuff. All right, Jennifer. Now, before you jump in, I'm sure there's a handful of people in the room that are going to think, well, wait a minute. This is his event, so of course he's going to put someone from his team up on a panel. But no, you earned this spot. And I think by the time she's done, you're going to hear just how. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jennifer. I'm Jennifer Scully. I am from Fenton, Michigan. I've been in real estate for 19 years. Mm -hmm. And I have been on Jeff's team for four years, mm -hmm. and I run Jeff's expansion organization in uh, Genesee County. Yep. So you're a producer, and you're leading a handful of agents in the particular county, this particular county of Michigan. Yes. Got it. And so, tell us about what happened in the last year in your business. The last year in my business, uh, 
is really changed. My mindset has changed drastically. Mm -hmm. I made the decision last year in November to hire a one-on-one -on -one coach. And a lot yep. of people might think, well, you're on Jeff's team. Why do you need a coach? Because I need a coach. Because physically writing the check does something differently than someone who's supposed to. Well, Jeff's supposed to say that. It's different when you're paying someone. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's been the biggest difference. Yep. And I'm on pace at this point to at least double, if not triple, my production from last year. That's huge. Yep. So um, last year you did how many transactions in volume? 22 transactions and $6 million in volume. $6 million. And so far this year, you're already at? I've already pended and closed 30 transactions for $10 million. And you'll probably end the year at 15, Close 16. to 15, 16. That is a big jump in one year. Huge jump. Yeah. So aside from coaching, and, and, and I know that that's a big thing, obviously, that we believe in coaching. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today. Um, what else changed in your business? The biggest thing that really changed for me was my mindset and boundaries. Mm -hmm. I remember last year in November, we had our team advance, mm -hmm. and Kate Simon got up and said, if you are doing things out of obligation, you need to really think about your life. And the biggest thing she said was, if you're responding and agreeing to do something, and it's a reluctant yes, the answer probably should be no. Yeah. So I really started thinking about all of the things I was doing that were, oh, sure, I can do that. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm happy to help. Or, mm -hmm. yes, I can go to that birthday party. Or, yes, I'll be there. Yep. How many things I was actually doing because I really wanted to do them or how many things I was doing because I just didn't want anybody to be mad at me or I always show up. So yeah. she'll always show up. Yep. And so now you are doing personal production and you're leading a small group that actually collectively will do... Just over 100 transactions this year, I think? We'll probably do somewhere between 125 and 150 transactions with eight agents. Yep, yep, that's big. And 60 units yourself. And 50 so to 60 units myself, Managing yes. a team and doing both of those. So how do you manage your day? I well, have to own my morning. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing. I'm in the office typically between 8.30 and 9. Mm -hmm. I try to limit the, hey, I have a question. Hey, I have a question. Hey, I have a question. Yep. Uh, the, as Greg has taught me, it's, hey, do you have two or three answers? Because until you have two or three answers, we don't have anything to talk about. Yep. That's helped a lot. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's not a, that's not a, you know, my time's more valuable than no. yours. You're actually empowering people to think differently. A absolutely. Right? They come yeah. to me now with solutions rather than coming to me. It's now a, hey, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Is that right? Yep. Which it's forcing them to become better agents as well. Yeah. And then it's my prospecting time. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, following up, lead follow-up. Yep. Pretty much my commitment to my prospecting everything is done by 12 o'clock yep and then I can go on with my day or you know help who I need to be helping go into one-on-one -on -one coaching with the agents right great so what is your your daily routine to generate business where's your business coming from my business is mostly coming from my sphere mm -hmm. and my SOI yep so I spend a lot of time taking full advantage of what our admin team will do for me as far as our database and yeah. things like that are concerned calling my database, they hear from me on a monthly basis, if not twice a month, yep. client events, organizing those things, yeah. and then I have an expired mailing program that I do. Well, let's get to that in a second. Yep. Talk about the database for a second. So what are some things either you're personally doing or the team is doing for you to help you with your database? So with my database, I have, well, our team offers options monthly for mm -hmm. what they'll do for our database. So at least a third of my database is getting something physical from us every yep. 30 days. Yep. Uh, for example, this past month, my entire database actually got a box from me mm -hmm. that the great part is, and it's, I guess, why I'm part of a team, yep. <laughs> they will do for me. Yeah. So I provide a list and those things go out. I'm yeah. calling my database. Um, I try to go through kind of alphabetically and do a couple of letters of the alphabet a week, yep. whether it's a text or you know, a call, checking in. If something's going on on Facebook, someone got a new puppy, yep. we're calling, we're sending a, a puppy box, yep. those kinds of things. So, so I was gonna say, what, what is it that, you, what, that physically gets sent out? Physically that gets sent out will be, so this month it was a tiger's box and it had, I believe, a baseball. I 
this is bad, but I don't know exactly everything Probably Cracker that was Jacks in it. Cracker Jacks, yeah. Big League Chew. And then there was also a card in there that said, if you send me a referral, I will give you a set of Tigers tickets to a game. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, if they do well, send me a referral, there's something going back to them. Obviously, based on the Tigers record there, there's nothing illegal with that because those tickets have no value. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So once a month, a box of something goes out, right? A box theme. of something. So like so in March, it's St. Patrick's Day. March in is April, Patrick's it's showers Day. or something. Um, February was a pizza kit. Yep. There's been, um, I think July was a beach ball, sunglasses. Yep. And then I love getting those pictures like texted to me or posted on social media. You know, the kids are playing with the beach ball and yeah. hey, we're having a great time mm -hmm. and all of those kinds of things that are happening. Yeah. My grandmother actually called yeah. me this morning and said, thank you for my Tigers box. Yeah. And people will think it's strange that yes, I send it to my grandmother, but uh -huh. she has friends, yep. she has neighbors, they yep. stop by, people know. So don't discount that. Right. Uh, you also have clients that are very active, and you're active in the Very Important Client Facebook group. Yes. Can you explain what that is? So our Very Important Client Facebook group, we, um, our clients are allowed to join that. I have one set of clients in particular that they are raving fans, and I absolutely love that about them. And they will, I don't think anything shows up at their house that they don't They post every time they get something. They post yeah. and, yeah. you know, put it out there. So... Um, they, they're very active with that, and yep. I help and participate when we need to give yep. away tickets or something like that. Yep. So I try to stay as active on there as an agent yeah. on the team as well. So you are really loving. When we talk about earlier, hey, there's three ways you can get more business from a database. Add more people to your database and keep everything the same. Add more value to the people that are already there or do A and B simultaneously. You're doing that at a big scale. Big scale. And that's a big, that, that alone has probably been, when you're looking at your business sources, a big difference maker in why you're getting more of that business from your database. Definitely. It, yeah. And it's just a huge piece of things. So, I mean, 60% yeah. of my business is coming from my database. And I know another big chunk of your business is from your expired uh, program, which you implemented several years ago now. Yeah. So, I have an expired mailing program that I use. I have seven postcards that I send out. I send them out the first four days. One goes out every day yep. to the expireds, and then one goes out every week after that. Yep. The final one is a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. of, you know, hi, I just wanted to check in. I'm yep. sure you've been getting my postcards. Do you have any questions? Can I help you with anything in the market? Yep. And, and so it's seven, how, how spread out are they? The first four go out the first four days that the property came out of the market, and then one every week after. Got it. So mm -hmm. home comes off the market on Tuesday the 16th. Mm -hmm. You're going to find out about it tomorrow. It's yes. going out tomorrow's mail. Yep. The next day you're sending another one out. The next day you're sending another one out. The next day you're sending another one out. Yes. And then the rest are spread out over the next, how many uh, weeks did you say? Well, there's a total of seven postcards. So then the next go out once every three weeks. And Got then it. the handwritten out goes out in the fourth week. Got it. That's big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So question, um, when I look at the success that you're having in an, as individual and also the success that your team is having, because you've got some great agents that are up and comers and, and they'll be on this stage one day maybe, mm -hmm. um, what are you doing to get the most out of your team? I am really just communicating with them. Mm -hmm. I meet with every one of them face-to-face uh, -face for about 30 minutes every two weeks. Yep. We are looking at their business plan, going over where their business is coming from, what yeah. they're doing, what we can be doing differently. Yep. And basically, they're leaving every week with one or two tasks yeah. that they need to come back and, you know, this is what we talked about. Did you do it? Yep. Why did you? Why didn't you? Mm -hmm. Where are we at with this? What was your result? And how are we going to implement a system to keep you doing this so we can move on to the next thing we need to add to your business? So you're essentially behaving um, not so much a leader, more, more like a coach. Yes. Yeah. And those one-on-ones, that accountability, that structure is probably a big reason for their quick growth. I, I think so. Yeah. I think they would agree. <laughs> yeah. Good. So obviously, uh, again, a high-producing agent that's on a team almost weekly. Hey, you can do this on your own. You've been doing it for 19 years. What are you doing with Jeff still? He's not even in Genesee County. What are you doing? What's your response to that? I will retire from Jeff Weber and Associates. I've worked on several teams before. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say I never cry at work anymore. And if you have ever cried at work, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
this organization with the opportunities that it gives to its agents, the opportunities that it, you know, not just to grow your real estate business, but the leadership opportunities and the growth opportunities in your personal life and those kinds of things. It's something that I don't want to reinvent the wheel on my own. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be responsible for the copier or I don't want to do all of those things. I want to sell real estate. I want to pour into people. And this is where I'm able to do that. Awesome. Love that. Let's hear it for Jennifer and our panel. All right. All right. One more time for all of them. Good stuff. All right. Thank you for taking time to join Jeff, Bree, and Brian today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.